0: Reading tonight from the book of Romans, chapter 12, we'll look at verse 18 through 21. Romans, chapter 12, beginning at verse 18, it says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Verses 20 and 21, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. We thank God that we stand here tonight and we can say that the door of grace is open. God is still calling after hearts. He is still speaking to hearts. The Spirit of God is at work in this place tonight. Many have called it the dispensation of grace, we might say. The dispensation of the Holy Ghost the dispensation of the church. Some have looked throughout biblical history and come up with maybe seven dispensations or periods of time in history. There was the pre-fall period. This was the dispensation of the age of innocence. There was no sin on the earth. And imagine the fellowship that Adam and Eve had with the Lord, that special union, where God would come down and spend time with them and they could get this special relationship or have this special relationship just as God had designed it to be from the beginning. Of course, this was before the fall. Adam and Eve fell, and then there was the antediluvian period, which was between the fall and the flood. The Bible tells us it was 1,656 years And during this time, humanity began to spiral out of control. Rebellion, sinfulness, hatred, lust. The Bible is quite explicit to the extent that it says in Genesis 6-5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. God looked down and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. It's kind of hard to compute. God essentially wanted to start over. God was so saddened by the state of humanity. It says that it repented. The Lord was sorry. He felt bad. It says in the Lord that it that He had made man on the earth, and that it grieved Him at His heart. How often do we find in Scripture an insight unto the heart of God that mean means that He had. even anger he was displeased or he was vexed and so what happened a warning went out an ark was prepared the bible tells us Noah was a preacher of righteousness which means he preached repentance but the bible teaches us that only eight souls were saved this was the second dispensation Immediately after the flood, we find a new era on earth. The Lord gave, you might say, humanity a second chance. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 8 that human government was set up for the first time. And over time, after a number of years, we get this place called the Tower of Babel. What was humanity doing once again? Well, we find that often when humanity gathers together in dense populous areas era, areas excuse me that sin becomes rampant and that's what happened at this time god had told uh, humanity to spread and disperse throughout the earth be fruitful fruitful and multiply But humanity wanted to build a structure up into the heavens. They wanted to be like God. They wanted to be as high as God. And God had to force the hand of humanity. And at the Tower of Babel, he created confusion in order for humanity to disperse throughout the earth. Then comes what we know as the Abrahamic promise and ultimately the law, some refer to as the fourth dispensation, with which led to the period of the coming Messiah. Jesus Christ, one that would come, that had been laid out by the law and the prophets. Very clear specifications that Christ would come and fulfill all of it to the very letter the death and glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ, making it all possible, fulfilling all of it through Jesus. And that brings us to today, the dispensation that we are living in. And we want to tell you tonight that we honestly believe that we are in the final hours of this dispensation. You see, it's been approximately 2,000 years since Christ came. Many believe that the year twenty. Thirty will be exactly two thousand years. There's differencing, uh, uh, differentiating opinions on when Christ went to the cross, maybe in the year thirty AD. Perhaps uh he was born in three years before uh zero AD. We don't know for sure, but we do know that we're close, and that's what's important. And we want to tell you tonight that the vengeance of God is coming. It's a reality. It's inevitable. It's been predicted in detail very precisely in the Scripture. It's all been laid out. A time in which the day of man is over. The door will be shut. And the day of the Lord will begin. We know that the day of the Lord is at hand tonight. I saw a shirt a while back that read, Let heaven invade earth. And really, this is the period of time that Paul is referring to here in the 12th chapter. Paul writes, for it is written, and apparently he's uh, referring to an Old Testament passage. He says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. And it could be that he's referring to Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 35. It's the, it, it says there, to me belong vengeance and recompense. And in verse 41, it says, I will render vengeance to mine enemies, and I will reward them that hate me. In verse 43, in the same chapter, Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries. These are predictive passages about what's to come. But what stood out to me is that when we get to the New Testament, there are only seven places where this word vengeance is used in the English. Luke says that uh, for these be the days of vengeance, speaking of the tribulation period, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And we find in 2 Thessalonians 1 8, another one of the seven locations where it's used. He says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, likely referring to the revelation of Jesus Christ when he comes to execute judgment but i believe that when we think about the personality of god who god is his focus his primary attributes if we look throughout the scripture as a whole it's not of vengeance but it's of grace it's of forgiveness it's of mercy the the opposite or the antonyms for the word vengeance are forgiveness pardon the sympathy of God, or we might say grace. And we say that we live in the dispensation of grace, but if you just query that word grace, you find that it was applicable to all dispensations. All of God's plan. In fact, it's highlighted in 159 verses. That word grace is translated in the scripture uh, in the English today throughout every dispensation. It says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It says in Exodus thirty-three, seventeen, And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. If you have a relationship with Jesus, the Lord knows you by name. You have found grace in His sight. You have found favor in His sight because of the blood of Jesus, because of what Christ did at Calvary for you and me. In Psalms 84.11, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. That's what He wants to give you and me. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. Those that walk as God would have us to walk in this present day that find grace. We have fellowship with God today. Proverbs 3.34, Surely He scorneth the scorners, but He giveth grace unto the lowly. How was it when you came to Jesus? You came in repentance. You came lowly in heart. You came lowly in mind. You asked for forgiveness. You had to acknowledge your transgressions. We did. And in so doing, God forgave us and he offered grace. The vengeance of humanity is much different than that of God. I read from a culture frontier article about notorious examples where humanity has executed vengeance. Apparently there was a, a shoemaker. His name was Pierre Picard. He was, he was wrongfully framed by his three buddies. He was put in jail. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. He hadn't committed the crime. So after that, he spent 10 years planning out and acting his revenge. He poisoned one of them, apparently. One was murdered. The other one he stabbed to death. Very sad. Frank Eaton, he witnessed his father being killed when he was only eight years old. And so he spent his life becoming a a marksman. He was known as Pistol Pete. He tracked down all six of the gang members and finished them off. Apparently, Julius Caesar, he was kidnapped at the age of 25 by pirates. And he told them, and it was for a ransom, he told them what he was going to do to them. and, And they apparently didn't believe him after he was returned He sent a ship of soldiers to seek out those pirates and revenge was had for sure in the worst of ways to those pirates. But you see, God's vengeance is much different. It's not like the vengeance of man. First of all, God offers mercy. God offers forgiveness. God offers a way. And that way is open here tonight. A door of grace is open. A way of deliverance. A way of escape. He did in Moses' day. He did in Noah's day. He did in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. God's vengeance is based on His justice. It's based on His holiness. It's based on His righteousness. It's because He is perfect in nature and He must judge sin. But we must warn you, we are obligated to warn humanity, judgment is coming. The vengeance of God is coming. The door will be shut. The day of grace will be over. And God's vengeance is coming upon this earth because he must avenge that which humanity has done. But thanks be to God, the door of grace is still open. It's wide open. The soon will, the world soon will become unrecognizable if you read through the book of Revelation when the lamb that of God that is pictured by John, the revelator that's able to, he is able to open those seven seals. And then soon there are the seven trumpet judgments. Soon thereafter, there are the seven vials and the Bible refers to them as the wrath of God that are poured out upon this earth. And, and many scholars look at that as the sixth dispensation leading up to the seventh and final dispensation. Will we get to reign with Christ here on the earth? but we're living in the final moments of grace. The opportunity is open. The way of salvation is available. But we must warn you. We are obligated to warn you that the door will soon shut. Have you asked for forgiveness? Is Jesus your Savior? Have you been able to point back to a specific time in a specific place? where in a moment of time you felt the peace of God. What we talked about in Sunday school this morning, that the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the sons of God. And and Paul goes on to say in Romans that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Beyond our imagination, we are adopted in as Gentiles because the day of grace is open. The way of salvation is available. God can save to the uttermost. If you're in a state where you feel like the Lord's not talking to me, that's the old enemy. That's evidence that the Lord is talking to you. God is calling after you. The night I got saved, I I wrestled with is God talking to me, hoping he would talk to me. Not sure that was the Lord talking to me. I believe God's talking to somebody tonight. I believe God is is showing you that that door of grace is open. The way of salvation is available. And part of that way of grace is that you might be sanctified. You might be made holy. That that carnal nature might be eradicated. Might be completely done away way with through the blood of Jesus. You see, the blood of Jesus does a perfect job. It cleans this up entirely. We are made holy, holy through the blood of Jesus that we might be made ready for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we know that the latter rain was nearly 120 years ago, and and there are parallels in the Scripture about 120. We know we are close. The Bible tells us we would know uh, the times and the seasons, and to be aware the whole point of the signs are to get us ready. And we can make it. We want to be ready. We're going to have an opportunity tonight. If you're listening in, you don't know the Lord, you can pray at home. Pray here at these altars tonight. The song is 349. We have an invitation to be saved tonight. You can be sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit.